Good afternoon. This is Dr. Saul Goldstein. The uh, the opinions expressed by these two, uh, you know, uh, fellows, uh, colored folks, uh, may or may not be the opinions of uh, their employers uh, or mine. Uh, holla at me. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. Chop soccer. We back in the building. We back. Ken, how you doing, my boy? I'm good, man. I can't complain. Uh, it's been a good week, you know. Uh, I got to get to Lil Wayne, like, lighter flick or whatever. He's like, <laughs> like, because uh, I think I'm ready. I'm ready to pod. Uh, Let's pod, man. I know that's right. I know that's right. Uh, let's jump right into it with some fuckery. Um, Carly Lloyd, man. I don't think we've ever really talked about her on the pod. And there's a reason for that. Uh-huh. But she is in the news yet again for being salty and kind of petty uh-huh. in media about her experiences with the team that she played on. And her feelings about the current U.S. women's national team uh, all are valid because she's a player. She's a person. She has the right to her own opinion. But opinions are like motherfucking assholes and everybody got one. Hey, Ken, let's dive into this. Uh, apparently, she was on Kicking It or something like that. What was she on? I don't know. Kick, uh, Kicking It, Kicking You, um, Kicking Us, and I Kick It. I didn't even think it was kicking. It wasn't she on Fox Soccer with uh, what's his name, her her male counterpart in U.S. Alex soccer, Lalas. Alexi Lalas. Yeah, so that's when the criticism started, right? So, <laughs> like, uh, she's been taking shots at the women's national team for a while, um, mm. like during the basically world since Cup. the first game of the World Cup, right? I mean, before that, like, if you want to like keep it a buck, like, um. She's had a little tether tet kind of like a Cold War going with Megan Rapino for a while. Like, you know, she don't Carly Lloyd don't put names on her bullets. So like, you know, like she she does a lot of sneak dissing. Um, so like, you know, she's been she's been taking shots at people. A lot of people think it's Megan Rapino, uh, but she's been doing that for a while and then she got her shit off um during the World Cup. But yeah, uh, and then she was on kicking it. So like you know, okay. there's a whole lot of like you know mess out here to sort through. Right. All she got left is um Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, go on Ho Rogan's podcast. <laughs> Ho Rogan is crazy. <laughs> what? That's what? funny as shit. I mean, my man, my man got hot off interviews. Like, I mean, you know. Like you know, fair- that's the way to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, fair play to him, but I mean, like you know, that's whole shit, man. Like you know, like get hot on your own content, like you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, Carly Lloyd, man, uh, she has been, uh, she's been all over the place uh, on these interviews. Um, I think the latest one I saw was kicking it, uh, and she was. Uh, 
she was giving it up, man. Like uh, she was talking a lot of trash about uh, women's national team, um, about their commitment, if mm-hmm. that's what you want to call it, um, their desire, um, mm-hmm. you know, their uh, their grit, <laughs> you know, all those all those buzzwords. She thinks uh, she's Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, not for nothing. A lot of what she's selling is like winter juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you know, for women. yeah, she's basically she's basically selling winter juice for women. Like, I mean, you know, like she has the stats or whatever to like back it up or whatever. But I mean, nobody looked at Carly Lloyd and was like, "Yo, you know, this is a baller." Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at Carly Lloyd's career and you kind of sum it up, like, you know, she's, she has winter juice. Like, like a lot of the U.S. women's national team, like, you know, legends, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not really known as, like, ballers. You know what I mean? Like, they, right. they're not known as the slicers or the dicers. Like, you know, they're winners. Like, you right. know, winter juice that's this is and more of this interview i feel like was like more winter juice like you know i had the juice these new girls ain't got the juice (laughs) (laughs) they got different juice though hey oh hold on hold on let's um let's be a little like careful with the like things we throw it around when we talk sauce. <laughs> yeah. We talk about women. Like, okay. They got a different sauce, the new generation. Yeah. Cause I feel like so for me, right? The way you're talking about, I I actually like that you chose the word nobody really outside of soccer saw Carly Lloyd as like a baller, right? Yeah. People nobody in soccer soccer's. probably saw her that way. No, but not- not as like talent talent no um okay i don't know but what i can say is if you're carly lloyd playing in a developing national scene where you look outstandingly good against a field that doesn't necessarily have the same resources that you have or the time in that you have versus a Trinity Rodman who is proving to be really, really like that. The first million dollar NWSL player, that type of thing. I can understand how you'll be a little bitter about where things are right now if you feel like you didn't quite get the due that you thought you deserved in your window. But at the same time, the field is way different now. And that's just how shit evolves, bro. He's heating up. You want to give him some more or like, I'm going to take a breath right there. (laughs) You gave me the he's heating up. So I'm gonna let it cook right there. All right. We keep it real. Yeah. 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 I was going to let you cook my boy. Like you was, uh, you, it looked like, uh, I saw you, I saw you pull the handkerchief out and pat your forehead. I was like, Oh, shit, he about to preach in this motherfucker. Oh, Zeddy about to preach. 
my man is about to give him some words. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, 100%. Like, she's not she's not wrong but she's not right right nowhere near as right as she thinks she is yeah and i feel like she is the wrong messenger for the right message right i don't know if this i don't even know if it's the right message either i mean the only reason i say that is because the women's game on the international stage mm -hmm. is from my perspective, in a major shift right now. Mm. It was so U.S. women's national team dominant for so long. And now that is no longer the case. You have Japan. You have Germany. You have France. You have Spain. You have the U.S. You have Sweden. These teams are now producing enough talent within the country that they're now coming to World Cups like, we don't give a fuck who's on this pitch. We are like that just as much as the next team. The way y'all view the U.S. women's national team up to this point, y'all have to look at us the same way now. And it's going to be that going forward. Like, no, none of these teams are going to be backing down or losing steam. They're all getting exponentially better, producing more players at a higher clip. And as we've discussed in a, a few times on this podcast before they already had the infrastructure in place anyway and now that they're actually given that proper access and resources to the women on their national teams it's getting dark for the u.s women's national team so carly lord can kick that shit all she want to the reality is it's just not that simple anymore i mean i've had i've waffled a lot on like my take on this Mm-hmm. Right. Like I've had one central premise that has been like, you know, the U.S. women's national team is going to have to do everything you say, like to compete, because, yes, the other teams are coming like 100 percent. You're right. Like if you look all over the world, <laughs> yo, that was flagrant. But um <laughs> if you look all over the world, um, they're like, you know, the other countries are catching up and getting close to surpassing the, you know, United States, like women's national team, no easy walk in the park anymore. But what does like want to look like nowadays, right? Like that's kind of what I've had to wrap my head around. And it comes back to like some of my other points, but I mean, I think Carly Lloyd is right to question the want to of like, you know, all but almost like, you know, two or three players in this national team setup, because like, do you like, you know, do you want it like, you know, and what does wanting it look like nowadays? Right. Because like, you know, in Carly Lloyd's time, like wanting it. Look like, you know, like showing up, playing in the NWSL, NWSL, like, you know, scrapping it out, proving you were the best American player, because if you were the best American player, you were the best player in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what Mm -hmm. it looked like. You know, when Carly Lloyd was putting it together, you had to be the best American player to be the best player in the world. Like now that doesn't exist anymore. so So you have to go to where the world's best are. Right. So my question for like want to 
like, you know, do you have it in you is like, you know, are you gonna like, you know, there are only two real players in the NWSL setup right now to me that have that dog that are like really wanting to stand toe to toe with people and like, you know, be like, Hey, we here out here, like doing it. I maybe a few more, but the two I've really seen are like uh Katarina Macario and like uh me official. Right. Neither one of them playing NWSL. That's the point. <laughs> But I mean, neither one of them playing in the BSL. That's the point. Like, Mia Official went to Mexico. Now she's in the FAWSL over in Europe. Macario went straight to Leon. And, you know, they were like, nah, bro. Like, you know, we want, you know, we know we better than this NWSL stuff. We coming over here to Europe to show y'all we better than y'all. And Mm. that Mm. is. That is wait the wait one. wait fucking air horn that shit air horn that shit we better than y'all nigga. what the fuck is you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah like I don't want to hear no more of this oh we the best in the NWSL man like no go over to Europe show me we better than y'all like that's what I that's what I want to see that is what I want to see hear me good nigga I'm here to double down like go out there and have that dog in there over there. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, all of y'all from America, like, yeah, okay, it's easy, like, you know, it's easy to do it over here. Like, you know, go eat some meals you don't like in a country you don't like, you know, and go beat them over there, you know. And, 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 and have a language barrier. Have a language barrier. And then, like, you know, go to the World Cup and dust them off over there again. Like, they aren't afraid of you because they don't see you over there no more. Like, you ain't over there. They don't have that fear of you. You need mm-hmm. to, like, walk in that draining room, that dressing room, and they need Ooh, to be like, Americans sorry. are here. Like, you know, like, have that dog. Like, and I mean, for that, I respect Carly Lloyd because that's what they were doing in the NWSL of that time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they were showing up. And like, you know, they were beating up on other American women because that was how you had to be the best. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I think she's the wrong messenger. Um, Like, you know, because nobody wants to hear that shit from Carly Lloyd. But like, yeah, man, like go over to Europe, man. Like, you know, go have that dog in you, man. Because like having it over here in the NWSL, like, you know, it looks good. Like, you know. It looks like a Bentley till a Bentley rolls up, you know? Like, right. was, isn't that what they used to say about the Chrysler? That was Cat with that fucking Chrysler 300. <laughs> he said, that <laughs> motherfucker look like a Bentley until a Bentley pulls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a question for you, too. No, I was to tell the truth. Nobody wants to tell the truth. Yo, that hey, was look, um, night, bro. On that note, right, Carly Lloyd is... One of the U.S. women's national teams, great, great, uh-huh. no, no debating that. Why do you think she took this fucking thinly veiled plunge into political soccer pundit for seemingly no real reason, others other than to be fucking petty? Cause she's salty. Cause she's salty. She she is salty. Salty about what? Um. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Do I want to? <sighs> okay. A bridge version. No. 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 Um. Hold on. 
hold on. Let me uh <laughs> let me just let me okay. Um all right all right you you want to know okay here we go here we go here's here's what i think here's what i think okay and all of this i think um all of this i think is like historically accurate um but i feel like carly lloyd is salty because she feel like she got passed over um, I feel like she feels like she was the next person in line to get like all the endorsements, be like the media darling for the U.S. Women's National because she kind of hints on this a little bit, but she never mm-hmm. really talks about why she feels like she got passed over. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she feels like she got passed over because she's on the other side of all that social justice woke shit that like uh like people talk about like the u.s women's national team like getting into like you know the fucking sports like you know stick to sports crowd like she's mm-hmm. a stick to sportser right right she's one of those people and she the reason i feel like she has a lot of smoke from megan rapino is because pino got a lot of that you know pino got a lot of the looks that carly lloyd didn't get because uh pino like started doing all the kneeling shit and like you know was like you know all the you know social justice stuff like you know and then like you know what came with that was uh, came the nike deals and like all that other shit and that shit had traditionally been reserved for a white bread american girl who was the face of U.S. Women's National Team? Because before that, who did you have? You had like Mia Hamm, you had like Julie Foudy, you had like you know down the list like Brianna Scurry, like you know all of no, these. No, not women. really Brie. Uh, what's the old the uh, the white girl keeper that was beating up her hubby? <laughs> oh, oh, Hope Solo. Hope Solo. Hope, Hope Solo. Solo was huge. Yeah, but I mean, but like I mean, she did what she did. Had, but she had a keeper run in there too. She was like Brianna Scurry was like the like you know i hate can i have a nigga for a day <laughs> at least one day out of the week Woo, i'm so sick of niggas this is like this shit i really feel like gets deep when you start talking about like you know the politics of like colorism and stuff like that like mm. like traditionally if you look back like they didn't make they didn't let black people play too many positions right like you right. know less so on the men's and that some so on the men's national team less so on the women's national team you know so like they had their faces in places of like you know all american like you know like people and then she feels like she was in that mold and she got passed over Mm -hmm. and that's what i feel like uh i feel like that's what she feels like she feels like once that like you know social justice kind of shift happens megan rapino uh megan rapino took her trap stole her trap and she'll never get over that shit. That's why she always talks about, like, you know, how her generation did it, you know, how they was this way, how they was that way. And every chance they lose, she's going to pop up and be like, see, like, you know, it ain't the same. Because what she's really salty about is the money. Yeah. Valid as shit. I, I definitely get that from her. Because, as you said, she never, she never puts Megan's name on it. Mm-mm. She's Never. always shooting blank because she knows at the same time that she doing this bitter ass tour and all this goofy ass shit she doing, Megan's announcing, yeah, I got 
you know, a whole program coming for women's sports. It's not just soccer. You know, I'm going to be doing media production like we talked about last episode. You know what I mean? When she's seeing all that, first of all, it's like it's one thing to be jealous and be like, damn, I wish I could do that. But you should also have enough self-awareness as Carly Lloyd to be like, I don't have the personality, the talent or the skill set to to even do what Megan is doing. Like we are two totally different people. But what she's doing, I don't I don't need to agree with it. I don't need to go that way. You know, she can do that and be successful. If you if you so this is always my issue with this type of shit, right? If you are so convinced that your way is the way, then stand on that shit and make something. I mean, I 100% agree with you, but she, I think the crux of it is, is that like you never needed any of that before. Like all you had to do was just like be the look from the place, right? Like, isn't she from like New Jersey, like that Pennsylvania? Like, Oh yeah, she's from New Jersey. Yeah, she's definitely like a full Rutgers, that whole shit. That's all you ever needed before was to be like, basically i don't want to call it soccer royalty but like you know soccer thoroughbred in that way right because you know like we talked about last week like you know this is like soccer mom like you know this is soccer mom-esque right and Mm -hmm. like even though megan rapino's family still was able to afford her playing like travel soccer or whatever like you know for for the world of like women's soccer megan rapino is the maverick right right so I mean, but even with that, like you, you and your my my issue with Carly Lloyd's bitterness about this whole shit mm-hmm. is that that point is valid in your first half, twenty five percent to fifty percent of your career. Yeah. By the time you get to the middle of your career, you are Cor- Carly Lloyd at this point. You have a team, you have conversations with sponsors, you have all the things in place. You should have some people around you that should be able to say, hey, shit is shifting. And if you want to get to this next bag level, we're going to have to switch it up a little bit. But you insisted that you were going to do it your way. And that's kind of my issue with it. Like even, even at your time at Gotham, like, you could have milked that into whatever, whatever, but yes. instead you just played the backdoor game. You got an ownership piece. Be happy. That's what you went for, and you got it. Be happy. He's heating up. Yeah, I mean, I don't have. Uh, I mean, I don't have. I don't want to spend all night talking about Carly. Though. Yeah, uh, bro, we already spent uh, exactly. 21 minutes and 40 seconds too long talking about Carly <laughs> But yeah, man, I mean, I just think this is symptomatic of like all the internal stuff that goes on. Like, you know, I mean, I think this kind of like transitions well into kind of like these historical debates of like old league versus new league with like Messi versus Beckham, you know? Right. Like it's, it's very, uh, you like that segue? Like that segue? Yeah. Uh, real quick before before we leave that, I know we need to leave that shit alone. I'm not talking about her at all, but I just want to say if anybody deserves to be bitter and shouldn't have gotten more inclusion in the U.S. Women's National Team conversation, 
about inclusion, diversity, equity, pioneering, all that type of shit. Round of applause. Hit the soundboard for Kim Crab, the first black woman capped by the U.S. Women's National Team. To this day, we don't talk enough about her. Um, I had the opportunity to meet her in person. Beautiful spirit, wonderful person, still doing her best to uplift, encourage, and grow the game in the United States. And yeah. To this day. To this day. Uh, let's get on to the next topic, my boy. Um, yeah. Weekly messy <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Hey man, he he drives he drives the news cycle. He man. driving traffic, my boy. He driving traffic. Um, this has probably been covered before, but I am really curious to hear your take on this because you are an actual player. You've been invested in the game for many, 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 many years. I'm relatively new. Who had a bigger impact on MLS's profile in the world, David Beckham or Lionel Messi? Messi. Messi. Without question. Without question. I mean, we could... Real quick, real quick. Can a Messi even happen without David Beckham? No, 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 no. I mean, if we want to do the, like, you know, I mean, if we... We could we could really I mean, this is like an evergreen argument. We could parse this out as many different ways as you want to. Um, right. I mean, I think Messi is going to ultimately end up doing more because he's going to be the like ultimate legitimizer of MLS mm-hmm. where like, you know, if Messi comes to MLS, like, you know, all of a sudden now it's cool for a whole generation of people to do it right mm-hmm. where you know beckham coming to mls um didn't really have the aura of like outside of the united states i guess like internationally um mm. the way that Messi's international like essence does right like beckham coming to mls was a big deal like the you u.s know, and england for the u.s maybe for england not yeah but those are the two primary countries, right? Messi coming to MLS world. Like, you know, that's like a world news story. Right. So just for that alone, I feel like Messi, like, you know, has had more of an impact. I definitely think, you know, deals like David Beckham paved the way for Messi. Um, But I also think that like Messi is probably the next step is getting some, getting the best player in their world to come, getting the best player in the world to come to MLS in the prime of their career, which I don't think is happening anytime soon. But like, you know, this is about as good as it's going to get for MLS for, you know, a long time. And I think this is going to legitimize a lot more people coming. So. Mm. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I was not as invested in MLS when David Beckham came, but even it, it's interesting because technically at the time, I didn't really know anything at all about MLS, but I knew who David Beckham was. And yeah. when he went to MLS, I knew that news then. Like it was big enough then that. The way people who are on the far reaches of soccer or even MLS today are tuned in because of Messi, I became aware of MLS because of David Beckham. Like, that's just a fact. 
Um, but I definitely feel like, like you said, the way Messi has permeated so many different aspects of popular culture, world culture, football culture, um, all that, he has definitely changed the level of engagement just by mentioning his name in this league. Beckham was huge, no doubt. World star, you know, legend of the game without question. But Messi is just a completely different level of dominant. And Beckham was major. Yeah. Major, major. And Messi's still worlds above that. Yeah. I mean, you know, what can you say, man? I mean, at this point, we talk about him every week. Mm-hmm. You know, we're about to, like, you know, we're about to talk about him some more, you know, because, like, you know, one of the one of the big things about, like, you know, Messi coming to MLS, making this a very international deal, is that, like, is Inter-Miami? Uh, Inter-Miami might be the first team to have an international, like, tour tour? Bro, that, I mean. Have you heard of it before? I have not heard of it before. Somebody's had to have done it. Uh, I could imagine a Seattle trying it. I could imagine a Portland trying it. I know that NYCFC has done, they've not done exhibition games on a tour per se, but they've done exhibition games overseas. And then they traveled to Dubai uh, I want to say yearly to, you know, do promotional stuff for Etihad Airways and City Football Group, that sort of thing. But to just as to travel as a club and international brand in the way that a Real Madrid does or a Barcelona or a Man U or a Arsenal or whoever in world soccer that has, you know, the visibility to do that, to bring that to MLS just again shows the global reach of Messi is like now something like that makes sense because you know, for a fact he can pull in bodies and anywhere in the world at such a clip that this tour makes sense. This would, this would have taken all type of sponsorship money before Messi to make this happen for any MLS team without Messi. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say about this. I mean, like, good for good for Inter Miami. I'm sure, like, you know, this is going to bring in, like, you know, a lot of money. But I mean, you know, like, just what do you say? Like, you say, shout out to Don Garber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, y'all gonna hate me for that. But listen, man. You got to respect what he's doing, man. Just from a, a professional... Take me out the dinner. From a, pro- a professional perspective, a lot of people said they had the keys and the answer for soccer in the United States. And not a single one of them came close to doing what Don Garber has done for MLS. And that's, that's wild to say. That's wild to say because Pele was here with the Cosmos. He was here. Beckenbauer was here. 
Like that shit is crazy to say, but you got to last. Hear me and hear me good, nigga. I'm here to double down. <laughs> they don't fuck me up for that. Yo, I don't man. care. <laughs> all right all right all right all right uh all right next shit next shit yeah 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 okay yeah let's 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 just let's just end it on oh our favorite topic uh kit sponsors <laughs> hey let's go feels like we talk about kit sponsors every week uh nowadays uh but i mean sometimes it's better that's where the money at man that's how we get players yeah 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 if you want to if you want to talk about money you know, most of the time you're going to be talking about kits and you're going to be talking about sponsors. Um, does any of this. Uh, so we're looking at the FIFA top 40 um, teams like, you know, Argentina's number one, um, you know, all the way down. France is number two. Brazil's number three. England's number four. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and who their kit sponsors are. So like Adidas is sponsored by Germany. France is sponsored by Nike. Brazil is sponsored by Nike. Blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. Um does this list shock you at all? Um, I am, I am a little shocked um, at Adidas's representation on this list. Like, um, like seeing it, I didn't realize they still had so many teams in the game. Like, because I thought, like, honestly, I thought Puma was on their ass more so than Nike, mm-hmm. but. This is like I didn't realize, you know, I didn't realize Adidas still had this many teams that were um <clears throat> you know, this relevant. Uh I'll say this real quick. Uh this this segment is not sponsored by Adidas. He's the, fact, up. the fact that they have not hired me for shit is kind of fucking crazy because I'm really him out here. But anyway, uh, Adidas is hip hop. Adidas is hip hop and Adidas is football. Like, let's be clear. Uh, anybody that got it fucked up and doesn't watch world football or doesn't keep abreast of what's happening in the world of football, mm-hmm. you're bugging if you did not think that Adidas is football. A number one team, Argentina, five, Germany, nine, Italy, 10, Spain, 12, Mexico, 15. You got uh, a whole bunch of Japan. Um, Wales, Tunisia, whole bunch of shit going on here. But aside from that, this has been happening over. The reason I'm so aware of this is because I follow MLS, right? Yeah. And this is why I say that, you know, it's not necessarily about what league you follow or what players you follow. It's about understand understanding the arena that you're interested in. If you're interested in watches, you need to know about more brands than just fucking Rolex. If you're interested in cars, you need to know more about brands than just Mercedes. If you're interested in sneakers, you need to know more about brands than just Nike. Because when you pay attention to what is actually happening in the industry, you can see patterns, you can see trends, you can see things, how they're shifting and how it may affect you down the line as a consumer. Adidas has been buying up sponsorships all over the world specifically for this reason. They want to be the first thing you think of when you think of football in the world, period. 
Uh, so that was no surprise at all to me on this uh, on this list. I fully expected them to have the most um, teams in the top forty uh, that they sponsor. The surprise to me on this list is that the U.S. is ranked eleventh in the world according to FIFA. That's crazy to me. Nobody wanna, nobody wants to tell the truth. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you cook. I'm just gonna... <laughs> rock, 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 Argentina, France, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Brazil, uh-huh. England, uh-huh. Belgium, uh-huh. Croatia, the Netherlands, uh-huh. Portugal, uh-huh. Italy, uh-huh. Spain, the United uh-huh. States. We're damn near in the top ten. Ah, uh, that clock that tracks. Ken, um, Ken, yeah, Kenzel Washington. Uh-huh. Are you with me right now? Yeah. This is the blackest US men's national team we've ever seen. And they damn near about to crack the top 10. Hear me good, nigga. I'm here to double down. Fuckers, we talking about, bro. They uh they got the athletes. They got the athletes out there. Finally, we have our best athletes playing soccer. They got the athletes out there. <laughs> we we went and got some athletes. <laughs> Bro, this is crazy on the team. Uh, <laughs> um, but for real though, uh, if you if you want me to get real geopolitical, I could give you a hot take on why the U.S. is going to be the number one soccer team in the world in ten years. So you've kind of mentioned this before. Let's let's get into it. Okay, uh very fast. Um every I believe that the US has a lower um I believe what would it be considered uh age expectancy. So like uh I believe the US has a lower age expectancy than these other countries. Maybe Brazil might be the only one, but uh Argentina, nope. Uh, France, maybe they have a pretty good immigration system. Brazil, maybe England, probably not. Belgium, definitely not. Croatia, nope. The Netherlands, nope. You know, Portugal, nope. Italy, nope. (laughs) Spain, nope. Like, um, the U S as a country is like staying older while all of these countries are getting older. So like staying younger while they're getting older. Yeah, staying younger while they're getting older. So, like, you know, these countries are going to have less of a population pool to pull from in the coming, like, cycles, especially, like, once you get, like, 20 years down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, And the U.S. is still going to have, like, a relatively large, like, player pool to select from, um, especially, you know, considering that, like, you know, the U.S. is like three to four times the size of a lot of these countries, just in terms of population, you know, the U.S. being, a, you know, like confederation essentially at everything. So like, yeah, I mean, the numbers are just looking like we're going to have a larger player pool, you know, to draw from versus these smaller countries. So, I mean, the question really is going to be like, you know, can we maximize that? And if we do, like our players might not necessarily be like, you know, the best ever 
right? But I mean, they're going to be good enough to easily start like, you know, dominating on international competitions, like, you know, the way you kind of see now, because like, you know, our average level of player is just going to be like, you know, better. Like we're not going to have like, you know, I doubt we'll ever have the best player in the world at any given point in time, but pretty soon, like, you know, just the quality of our player pool versus like, you know, it's just going to inbreed itself enough that it sounds weird, but like, you know, it's going to become essentially what the NWSL kind of was breeding for the U S women's national team in the um in the early days of that like you know to a lesser degree where like you know just the baseline american player is going to be like you know so good they're not going to be like crazy exceptional but they're going to be so good that it's going to be really hard to beat us on a national team level because we're going to be like that good top to bottom at every position and you're starting to see it now yeah like you know if we didn't have greg berhalter as coach we'd be giving a lot of people tough days we could be giving a lot of people tough days. So it's coming. It is coming, man. Um, Pause. <laughs> you wow. I was also <laughs> surprised by Japan only being 19. Uh, yeah, Japan actually should be a little higher up this list. They have some really good players right now in this system. Uh, they have Tomiyasu who plays for Arsenal. They have Matoma who plays for, Ar- uh, who plays for Brighton. Um, they probably have like four or five other players that like, yeah, I know they got a couple in La Liga and yeah. Ito and uh, all that. They got a, still, they got a good Kubo squad. Still play for them? Huh? Does Kubo still play for them? No, he's an MLS. Uh, I don't think he's making call-ups anymore. Yeah, he used to be. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. All right, that's all I got. Um, Okay. Let's – no, 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 no. Hold on. Let's give a shout-out to Hummel for making the list. Uh, Hummel made the list. Let's give a shout-out to Joma for making the list. Um, Let's give a shout-out to Marathon for making the list. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Come on. Don't forget Tunisia, Kappa. Oh yeah, let's yeah, Kappa made the list. Let's um is that Tunisia or Morocco? Tunisia. Okay, Morocco yeah. is thirteen with Puma. Oh yeah. There we go. Um yeah. Oh, and thirty four is Algeria. There we go. Okay, yeah. there we go. Oh, shout out to uh Majid too. I think they're the ones that sponsor Iran. Uh is Iran on the list? Where's Iran? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right there, twenty one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Like this is interesting. But yeah, this is where this is where um brand power really shows itself because yeah. they wouldn't be spending this money if they couldn't get it back. So to yeah. be out and on um this many teams in the world, they're spending it because they can get it back. So there's no coincidence, like, the only American company, like, on here, for real, for real, is Nike. Right. They're just, they're sport. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to be visible in sport, period. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's sport, they're probably involved somehow. Yeah. Except for surfing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
All right, um, let's get into Shooter Pass, man. What else you got for me this week? Last one was pretty good. I got to give you kudos on your selections for that one. Let's see what you can come up with this week. Uh, cut it, cut it, cut it. New 